Welcome to the Salisbury Map Podcast, where we discuss science, history, religion, technology, and the fate of the human species. On this episode, we'll discuss history and then its significance to the evolution of the human species. There is a very wonderful observation that has been made, and that is, collectively, at every stage in the evolution of the human species, there is a key thing that has been sought after by a great percentage of people that live. For about thousands of years, what humans seek to find is riches, love, and affection from other humans and family, freedom to act and do what they please without being judged, a sense of order in their lives and in the world as a whole. But what if I tell you all these things are also a very important step towards the evolution of our species? These are clear signs and demands of the next phase of our evolution. The sad part is that most humans will never attain it and for those who will, being seen as gods by the great populace of the human race begin to seek other things, a way to begin to invent things to make sure humans become, the life of humans become easy and they live without a bother to them. And it is all part of the design of the universe. Making life easier by eradicating diseases, famine or hunger, cancellation of death through technology, by a consciousness transfer and even a way to preserve biological life without it decaying ever. At a point, it is going to move on to the spiritual or the psychic phase of our evolution where perception of our universe become much more clearer than it's ever been. Then humans will begin to be able to solve any material or biological and physical problem we all face. The evolution of the human species takes very long time apart because of the geocentric, ethnocentric and the egocentric patterns of thinking in our minds. In our core, humans are very narcissistic and um, egocentric. There is nothing that the humans will accept to be would want to accept to be superior to him. Everything that a human does always want to see themselves as the the, the center of, of of civilization and evolution and all of creation. But uh, it shouldn't come as a shock to us that humans are not the focal point of creation and our intellectual prowess and abilities, no matter how high and how we emulate them, are not the highest that there ever has been. We might be very intelligent creatures, yes of course, but then the measure of our intelligence and then how keenly we feel about ours is only um, localized to the earth. If we were to think about species living outside of the Earth on other planets, on other galaxies and different locations in space, then there can be a possibility of other species having higher um, intellectual prowess than we do. But then, now that that thing is not a confirmed theory or a thinking or a knowledge to, knowledge to us, we, we are always going to be of the illusion that we are superior to all of creation. Well, not necessarily wrong, but only right taking the F as our locus of measurement. And this is one of the reasons why it takes very long time for the humans to evolve beyond what we are. Because we become so self-centered and the only thing we care about is um, our personal well-being, not a collective well-being of the whole of the human species. And, and this is killing us. This is seen everywhere in history. 
from the beginning of time to this 21st century that we live in here today. History is not for species to pick sides as to which is better, judge which is wrong, ruminate over unnecessarily for long periods of time and being sad or happy about. It's the past. No matter what we do, it is done and it's already affecting us. The wise thing we could do collectively as a species is to draw our essence in history, find trends in it and ways to make whatever occurrences have a positive effect on a generation tomorrow in a very revolutionizing way. People who do not care about their history or history in general is seen for a total doom or destruction. And for this reason and others, we find it very hard to accept the truth that there could be a possibility of other species living with higher intellectual prowess than we do. <laughs> Definitely, we are not necessarily superior. I mean, we thought the we thought the sun used to be at the center. Uh, I mean, we thought the sun used to revolve around us, and over time, with scientific discoveries and experimentation. By Galileo, we got to realize that the Earth actually did revolve around the Sun, no matter how much you may look from the perspective of the Earth. And the, the, the deep nature of the humans being egocentric thought this theory could possibly be wrong and is wrong. And then the, 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 the researcher of this theory, the one that actually brought it us to us, being Galileo, was actually killed for speaking the truth out loud by a church, by the Catholic Church. This is a clear indication of how humans think and how humans want to relate to other things outside of him with respect to him. Humans want um, humans want superiority, dominance over others, which is not necessarily wrong. I think these are inherent things that are deeply rooted inside our DNA. No human likes to be bound, to be to, to be told what to do, to be bounded by other things without necessarily having to get anything in return, which is profitable for them after whatever things goes on between him and whoever is going to suppress. Uh, no, I don't want to use the word suppress. It's going to come off. <laughs> the feminists are going to use it and start thinking of misogynistic thoughts. Um, um start talking about misogynistic things. Um, relating to men but um, submission anytime a human wants to submit to another person the only reason that they would necessarily want to do that is when they can actually have a benefit then they see it to be something that they're actually doing a, um, um, a sort of a power play to get what they want by making themselves a little bit dirty or maybe kissing some ass right yeah, and this is one of the reasons why our evolution takes one of the reasons why it takes very long for humans to actually attain some heights and um uh, uh, uh um, become better collectively because the higher populace of us are actually being ignorant of the fact that there's a possibility for us to become much better than we are though we all strive for perfection and we, we tend to emulate people who seem to be approaching the, the, the goal of perfection and think there's no way they could be way better than us. And we, um, I mean, they have the right to become better too and then surpassing that. I mean, this is, this is, this is very, very egocentric and it's killing humans generally all over the globe. You see?
The whole perception of reality is limited to the capacity of our thinking or intellect and becomes profoundly hard to grasp the understanding of other species or other creatures outside of ourselves or to think about the other human, the immediate human, to be, to have the potential to become greater, to do something bigger for the next generation. But deep inside the programming of the human species, there's an algorithm, a piece of code, that subconsciously moves us onto the psychic phase to attain knowledge beyond the grasp of our biological perce- local perception. The local perception I speak about is the perception of the simulated mind of the human, giving him almost the same inputs every single time and producing different but inherently similar outputs. So it's kind of like a loop, and this is what forms the deterministic universe. For this reason, mathematics, physics, chemistry, psychology, and all the faculties of study in our education system works really well at an unprecedented and overwhelming state. And this is the reason history is of great importance in the development of the human. It serves as a gateway to escape the conditional recurring loop we live in in a different phase of the evolution of the human species to become cosmic or godlike or become our perception of the god nature. That is uh, a superior state. Hitler, I believe, or I think, actually had some knowledge about this, about the evolution of human onto perfection, onto a state of the absolute, um, um, therefore forcing the premature evolution of the human species by declaring his bloodline as the Superman, the Uberman, and destroying other species he saw as inferior or used as a labor force for the Superman. What he didn't seem to understand yet is that anytime humans are forced to a premature state, there is always some sort of catastrophe, a big mistake that goes on. And, and most of the time, for the highest number of times, results in a mass death of our species or a mass destruction of our species. Truth is, there's already going to be a mass death of the human species somewhere in the future. But when it should happen at the hand of a fellow human through war, and other sorts, then it begins to taint the understanding of the humans to begin to perceive things in ways that project a bias and a deep sadness of not belonging or the feeling of being inferior leading to depression. Actually, it's the way of nature. It's inevitable no matter how hard we try. It's part of the evolutionary development of the human species. This massive cutting of a high number of our family is actually a very great and important point in our evolution as a species. Without it, we can't attain the ultimate nature of what we have to be. We can't get to see the next phase of the potential the human could attain, the other senses that we could begin to develop. The mass cutting away of our species is very well explained by Darwin in his book on evolution. And this mass cutting away is a way of nature preserving our species as a collective whole in a much better way. Just that our collective understanding of death is not one we see as as very helpful and very easy to grasp and understand and be glad so much about unless it is in our favor locally. If you want to have a taste of the nature and a thinking of the next phase of our evolution, then this is the moment we need to be much more open-minded, less egocentric, anthropomorphic, and geocentric. Because these are the main characteristics that are tainting our perception not to view things in full color. The ancient Chinese civilization, monolithic and isolated, 
was characterized primarily by an excessive devotion to tradition. The Egyptian civilization of the pharaohs and the high priest was preoccupied with life after death. The ancient Jewish civilization as well as the latter Islamic civilization were clearly religious in nature. Thanks to Socratic teaching of self-discipline, morality, virtue, mutual respect, and the incomparable principles and convictions of the Platonic ideal, the Greek civilization of classical antiquity was infused with unparalleled spiritual elements. Above all, it was an artistic and aesthetic civilization with a sense of proportion and beauty. The Italian Renaissance civilization was distinguished by certain characteristics such as the revival of classical texts and the thirst for free thoughts. The elevation of aesthetic consciousness and the artistic creation based primarily on Christian themes. The German civilization of the 19th century created an entire universe of harmony while also bringing Europe unprecedented development and acne in scientific thoughts and philosophical thinking. Various tendencies have prevailed throughout the millennial turnings of the wheel of history. It is rationalism, materialistic ideas, and the mentality of research, observation, and experimentation on behalf of natural sciences, the almighty laboratory at times. And other times, it is the aesthetic consciousness, a sense of beauty, or the development of a sense of good taste. Other times in history, it is the conquest of the technical universe, comfort and mass production of standardized industrial products, popularization of invention application, material abundance of means, and democratization of comforts. Other times, it's fanaticism, intolerance, and ideological prejudice against spiritual, political, or even religious past teachings. Finally, there are times where it is intellectualism in thought as well as in every other aspect of social life. A possible one-sided reinforcement of cognitive functions, but only of the mind, not of the achievements of remarkable progress in natural sciences and their technical applications. However, such lopsided progress will result in a barbaric race in terms of inner cultivation with no gentleness of inner culture, and a massive void in terms of the soul, moral values, and emotions. The opposing paths lead elsewhere. For example, during the first three of our four decades of the 19th century, Western European Romanticism gave voice to emotions. They were the primary source of creative inspiration, not only in literature, lyrical poetry, painting, and sculpture, but also in musical composition, philosophical thoughts, and metaphysics. They influenced the course of political life, the convictions based on merits, the trends of ideas, the beginning of social reforms, enthusiasm, high ideal, morals, and almost every sphere of cultural activity in general. Spontaneity and sentiment drove artistic creators and poets to create works of unparalleled aesthetic inspiration with elements of marvelous and mythical, and they also caused them to disapprove of and reject all techniques. In every field of creation, its effect predominated over established logical forms throughout those times. Material reality was being set aside and ignored, giving way to emotion and imagination. The perception of life and the world beyond reason prevailed everywhere, on every level of knowledge and achievement. 
Western man was shown complete content to the East's profound mysticism. Up until the 19th century, Hindus, for example, had developed their own unique primeval spiritual civilization. Within a materially frugal and strictly agricultural economy, disapproving of any attempts at social climbing and ignoring all scientific and technical achievements, these deeply philosophical religious tribes had focused their attention on Brahma and his teachings. Simultaneously, they attempted to embrace and realize the fusion of man's individuality with the spirit of everything, the identification of the human soul with the one and everything. The intensive and somewhat one-sided cultivation of human psychodynamics, if done extensively and for an extended period of time, has the potential to form an entire civilization with its own unique mark. This cultivation can be accomplished through telepathy, reading and transferring thoughts, foreknowledge and foretelling of future events, perception beyond senses, invocation of spirits and so on in a spiritual environment very different from ours in a beautified atmosphere of social coexistence also i think during the moments of our evolution during a time in our evolution in the future there will be a noticeable decline in positive sciences and rationality as well as a pragmatic judgment and materialistic life in general as well as faith in data perceived by the five senses in the experience of material and life around us in any case we must condemn any one-sidedness in the course of civilization we must condemn any exaggeration in any exclusive and one-sided direction that weakens certain fields of human abilities. The, uh, the truly high purpose of culture, the most credible theological opinions are linked to a parallel, balanced, harmonious and nearly equilateral cultivation and development of the best human capabilities and worthiest tendencies. Our perspective must include to the greatest extent possible the prevalence of higher ideals, the experience of unparalleled spiritual and emotional treasures, the encapsulation within the true and deepest spirits of Christianity, and the realization of humanism and freedom in social life among the people of the world. Throughout history, it is history that breaks the ice for the next step in the evolution of the human species. The 19th century introduced us to science and put an end to previous generations' theological prejudices. Natural science research methods led us to an understanding of things as they truly are. It also revealed the true nature of man, which is the biochemical laboratory of marvelous hereditary mental abilities, and his world, which is the natural universe with the material element matter, energy, and the powers it entails, as well as celestial mechanic laws. It is also clear that men, motivated by their fear of death and the painful realization of their ephemeral biological fate, created religions, God, the distinction between bad and good, and the afterlife as justification for virtue. This is the time humans need to hold their history and then its studies in the educational institutes. Because with the right approach to history, taking out the essence in the timelines of the times humans have existed on the planet, checking out the mistakes we made, and then the rights we made and taking us to the right ones in their full essence is what is going to boost the next phase of the evolution of the human species. Thank you for tuning in today. Don't forget to subscribe and share with friends and family. Have a wonderful day.